You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DNB Supply Show podcast. Hey, this is your host, Matt Breckwald. And I am excited to be here with you again today. Well, I will tell you what, I am definitely proud to host this show, and I am excited about this time of year. You know, the leaves are off of almost all of the trees. We are feeding livestock now, and we are shifting gears on our farm for winter, and I'm sure all of you are making adjustments and preparations for the winter That is ahead as well. And I will tell you what, this time of year with the cold winds and the first snows and the unpacking of winter jackets, it really gets me started thinking about the holidays. And the next one we've got coming up is Thanksgiving. And I will tell you, as as I've gotten older, these family gatherings and uh, probably the food at Thanksgiving has really become the tradition that I like the most. It's uniquely American, and and I actually have ancestors that came to Boston in 1636, so right around the time of the, well, at least the time period we give our, our original credit to Thanksgiving for, and so maybe it's that, or maybe it's just the food, but I really, really enjoy this holiday, and when I think about what we get to eat on Thanksgiving, I always think about apple pie, another uniquely American thing, and you know, without apples... You could just never have delicious apple pie. And we just actually wrapped up the apple harvest in Idaho. And I thought this would be the perfect time to talk Idaho apples with all of you. So today I will have on Candy Fitch. She is the executive director of the Idaho Apple Commission. And we're going to talk about everything from the history of Idaho apples to the recipes you can use to the mission of the Idaho Apple Commission. Hope you enjoy the show, everybody. Candy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you for having me, Matt. <laughs> you bet. Exciting. Well, good. I'm glad you're excited. I am too. You know, I love I love apples. I love delicious apples. And I love the fact that they're grown so close to home for me. But I've never really delved into the history or really the market and all the varieties of Idaho apples. So I'm excited to be able to do that today. Well, good. I'm, I Hopefully I can answer some of your questions. <laughs> okay. Well, let's start off with an easy one. I just want to ask you about you so our audience can kind of know who they're listening to. Tell us about you. Uh, where did you grow up? What do you do now? How did you get involved with the Idaho Apple Commission? Well, Matt, I actually grew up in northern Idaho. I grew up in St. Mary's, Idaho. And, but I've lived down in this area longer than I ever lived up in St. Mary's, but I still call St. Mary's home. Uh-huh. And how I got involved with the Idaho Apple Commission was I've actually been in the office, worked for the Apple Commission for a little over 25 years. Okay. And I got involved because I knew an apple grower and he was on the commission at the time and said there was an opening. So I applied. <laughs> okay. So it just, it happened that way. And then you've devoted yourself basically to Idaho apples over the last did you say 25 years? Yes, yes. Oh, wow. So you probably know a lot more now than when you first began. I do, but I still, there's a lot of questions out there that I that I may not be able to answer. And I, there's actually five organizations in my office, so I work with some other groups as well as the uh-huh. Apple Commission. Well, I think it's great that we advocate for uh, apples grown in Idaho this way, and there was so much going through the website that I didn't already know. But let's start off with the history. So uh, how long have apples been grown in Idaho? Oh, well, actually, apples have been growing in Idaho for more than a century. There was Idaho farm families. They helped pioneer the Idaho apple industry in mm-hmm. the northwestern United States. And we have like third and fourth generation apple growers that are still growing apples. So. 
Oh wow! So we've got people that their family legacy of growing apples is gonna it's gonna extend all the way back to that beginning. Yes. And yes, I th- we do. I, I think I read on the website actually starting back in the 1890s. So I mean we're talking we're talking a lot of history now of growing apples in Idaho. Yes. That's true. Maybe I've been grown since 1890s. Mm-hmm. Well, Candy, I know that there's kind of a specific region where apples are grown in Idaho. What is that region just right here in the Treasure Valley? Yeah, there are some apples that are grown all over the state, but the majority of their apples are grown within a 75-mile radius of Boise, and they do have some grown down in the Twin Falls and Filer area. Mm-hmm. So, so the majority just kind of up here, but Twin Falls and Filer has some conditions that are conducive for apples growing as well? Yeah, yeah, they grow them down that, that direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, actually, I think we've had a guest on the show before. We have Kelly's Canyon Orchard that's down yeah. right on the Snake River, and they grow apples, I believe. Yes, they do. They do grow apples down there. Yeah, mm-hmm. very cool. So there's something about, I was reading about the microclimate, so there's something about the microclimate that kind of makes it uh, conducive to growing that fruit here. Yeah, it's like the long days and the cool nights. That's really conducive to growing the apples to get a great tasting sweet apple. The cooler weather brings out the color and the flavor. And so this is just a great area for growing Idaho apples. Well, now, uh, Candy, I read something about the, the volcanic soil and, and all of that. So I'll, we must have great soil for growing apples in these areas. Yes, we do. The volcanic soil. Yeah. And we just have great farmers that grow apples, too. They you know, with their years of experience and the standards that they are certified under. And it's just, we just have, um, and Idaho farm families are good stewards of the land. So with the microclimate and the soil and the farmers, we just have a great crop. Sure. Now, I imagine all over the state, people have apple trees, but it's just these areas that are conducive to growing apples on more of a large scale. Oh, we used to have huge, yeah, we used to have huge orchards up in Lewiston, and those aren't, they're, any longer. And I'm not really sure why that happened, but this is the area where the majority of the apples are grown in Idaho. Oh, interesting. Well, I think sometimes uh, farmers see a better opportunity with a different crop. And so what used to be grown in an area goes away and something new moves in. Could be. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Okay. Well, let's do this. I'm going to take a quick commercial break, Candy. And when we come back, let's talk some more about Idaho apples. Okay, sounds great. At D&B Supply, cold comfort just got a whole new meaning because winter-ready Wrangler apparel keeps you comfy and warm even when the weather outside is, well, not so delightful. From thermal jackets to fleece-lined pants to flannel shirts, brave the elements in style with Wrangler. You'll look as good on the outside as you feel on the inside, even when you're out in the wind, rain, and snow. So before you get caught out in the cold, get Wrangler apparel, available at your favorite D&B. Things are really heating up around here at DMB. You'll see why when you check out our wide selection of high-performance stoves from Harman, Quadrifier, and Heatilator EcoChoice. These classic pellet and wood-burning stoves light up your hearth and home. They give you even heat and easy maintenance with craftsmanship that stands the test of time and really stands out. So swing on by DMB Supply and see how Harman, Quadrifier, and Heatilator EcoChoice stoves can warm up your home. All right, Candy. Well, now that we're back, I want to ask you about the Idaho Apple Commission. This is something that I'm just learning about and I probably should have known about before now, but what is the Idaho Apple Commission? Well, the Idaho Apple Commission is made up of five commissioners. It has three grower members and two handler members, and it's governed under the Idaho State Code. And if you look under the under the Idaho State Code, there's actually a, a big long list of powers and duties for the commission, but the one that really sticks out and covers a lot of it is just says to do any and all things that will promote the sales of apples. 
Idaho apples, obviously. So we do, that's what the commission does. We do a lot of, we've been fortunate to get some specialty crop grants over the years. So we've been able to do in-store demos. We do education. We do promotion. Mm -hmm. And we also help fund research because research is so vital to be able to keep the crop relevant and stay, you know, up to date with current trends and find out better ways to grow. And so that's kind of what the Apple Commission does. So. Okay, very good. Now, why was this commission developed? Was was there, I don't know, was there an emphasis like saying we need to sell more or was there like a threat to the Idaho apple market where they said, no, we need to advocate more? How? What was the origin of that? Well, it was formed in 1967 and it was, if you look at the code, it, back in 1967, it was actually formed to protect the apple industry and to do just what we talked about to help mm-hmm. um, promote the sales and just to per, just to help with Idaho apples and to promote Idaho apples. I got it. Now, you mentioned that on the the, the commission or on the board, there's going to be three growers and two handlers. When you say handler, are we talking about like fruit packers, the, the people in that part of the industry? Yes, that's I needed to clarify. I'm talking, I'm used to just saying that. We call them shippers when that's the okay. ones that actually... That's the ones that actually pack the apples and sell the apples and distribute the apples all over the United States. And there's even some mm-hmm. that go into other countries. So, yeah. so these folks obviously know the industry very well. And when they get selected to spend a year on the commission, then they're devoting a lot of their free time, I guess, away from farming to studying the market and figuring, figuring out how to best promote Idaho apples. Is that right? Well, they actually serve for longer than a year. Okay. As governor, how, how that works is the, the industry comes together every year and submits two names for each open position to the governor, and the governor appoints from those two names. And each commissioner can serve two, three-year terms, so they can serve up to six years. And then after their sixth year, they have to sit out a year, three more years, and then they can go back on. But when the commissioner goes on, they usually stay on for their six, year, their six years. So they, they put a lot of time into it. Yeah, and we do, we try to see what the best trends are and just with our funding and see what we can do mm-hmm. um, to promote Idaho apples. And so the governor is appointing each of these members. How, how does the governor select these folks? That I don't know. I know we just we have to submit the names to the governor um, every year, and then I'm not sure you would probably have to ask him that. <laughs> I'm not sure how he does that. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give him a jingle right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Very cool. Well, it's great that we're doing that, and it's great that we've got such uh, you know locally grown apples here. I love apples, and so I'm glad I can buy them grown right here in Idaho. And uh, I need apple trees on my own place, but I don't. I don't have it going on very good. I'm not a good apple farmer, Candy. Well, I can put you in touch with some people that could help you with that. <laughs> I may take you up on that for sure. For sure. Well, you were talking about you were talking about going into stores and doing demos and education and things like that. Tell me tell me about some of the things that you'll do. That's really exciting. We cuz we do a lot of local promotion and like I said we've been able to get some specialty crop grant money over the years. And it's really fun to go in and do the demos. I don't not sure if you're familiar with the Idaho Preferred program, but September mm-hmm. is Idaho Preferred month. And so we always try to um, join with Idaho Preferred and when they're doing their, um, they call them roadshow demos. Uh-huh. So we were all over um, the state in September doing demos. And I get to have the opportunity to go to some of the stores when my time allows and to um, hand out samples. We give out samples. And it's really fun to watch people when they come and get a sample because most people, if they know it's local, they want to buy local. So it's fun to, to give them an apple and show them where they're located and they go and grab a bag and away they go. So it's really <laughs> nice 
fun to watch that. So. Now, when you're giving out a sample, I mean, I, I'm sitting here going, well, I've eaten a lot of apples in my life. So when you're giving out a sample, are you giving out a sample of like a variety that maybe people haven't tried before or something like that? No, we usually give out the sample of the variety that that's in, you know, they come off seasonally or different varieties. So we usually give out the sample that's um, available at that time. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So it, yeah. it depends on what's being harvested at that time because apples are harvested right. seasonally, not all at the same time. Right. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And uh, do folks, do they, do they like that taste of the apple that was just picked and, and, you know, was only driven 20 miles or 50 miles or whatever, and it was so fresh as compared to one that's been, been stored or, or what kind of reactions do you get? I get, well, it's, there's always a good reaction. They always like the flavor and they like the fact, again, like I said, that it's Idaho and it's local and, and yeah, they, they, they really like it. Of course, there's some, if you're like, if you're uh, handing out galas or there's, some that would rather have a Honeycrisp because Honeycrisp <laughs> is one of the new, Honeycrisp is one of the newer varieties that everybody really really likes. But there, yeah, there, it's always a positive impact when we whenever we get out there to do demos. Very good. All right. Well, let's take our second break, and when we come back, I want to ask you more about this. I want to ask you about recipes when we come back. If that's all right. Sounds good. No matter where work takes you, D&B Supply makes it easy to get the job done with DeWalt FlexVolt Tools. With advanced battery technology, DeWalt FlexVolt Tools gives you the power of freedom to work without cords. For construction, remote job sites, and outdoor projects, the heavy-duty FlexVolt line offers everything from hammer drills to table saws to air compressors and more. So get out there and get to work with DeWalt FlexVolt Power Tools. Available at your favorite D&B Supply. You wear jeans, but you live in Levi's. At D&B Supply, we've got a pair to fit you just right. Iconic and hardworking, Levi's are legendary. Worn by cowboys, rock stars, and everyday people, we carry different washes, styles, and sizes for both men and women. These jeans are ready for anything your day brings, from working outside to a night on the town. The denim legacy lives on every time you put them on. So pick up some Levi's at D&B. All right, Candy. Well, I was noticing on the website that there is information about recipes. Where do these recipes come from? Actually, the recipes come from the Idaho Apple Commission. We've had over the years, they've had different recipe contests, and they've collected them that way. And then, like I said, again, with our specialty crop grant money, we've had a, a couple of times we've had recipes developed. And so, there, yeah, there's a lot of recipes on our website, which is um, IdahoApples.com. So that would be a great place for them to find more information and um, get some recipes. Okay. Now, do you have a you have a favorite recipe or a favorite dish that you like that are that are, is made with apples? You know, I my favorite way to eat apples is with a little bit of caramel. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> but as far but as far as the recipe, we do have an apple muffin recipe that's on the website that is really good. Oh, okay. That recipe, I really like that one. So. Well, and of course, we're, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, so there's apple pie, of course, but I'm yeah. sitting here looking at Idaho apple pancakes thinking that's something I'm going to need to try. Yes, yes. And we do have apple pie recipes on the website, so there would be a good chance to make Idaho apple pies for Thanksgiving. Absolutely. That would be, that would be wonderful. Well, are most of our apples getting sold locally here in the state, or are we shipping apples out of the state quite a bit as well? We ship apples out of the state as well. We do, grow, we do sell them locally, and then we do ship them out of the state. Gotcha. They go all over the United States. Yeah. Okay. So all over the U.S. So that's great. Yeah. And so we've got another great agricultural export leaving Idaho and, and the rest of the country gets to enjoy it as well. Yes. All right. Well, Candy, who are the main consumers of Idaho apples? I mean, are you able to break it into any demographic groups or anything like that? 
I am not able to break it into any dem- demographic groups, but I would hope everybody would be a consumer of apples because they're so good for you. And there's so many ways to use them that I would think that everybody would be a consumer of apples. You know, that's that true. That's kind of a silly yeah. question because I think everybody is a consumer of apples. There's, there's no question about that. You brought up that they're so good for you. And of course, there's the old saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. What are the, what are the unique health benefits to apples? Apples are a rich source of phytonutrient plant-based antioxidants. Apples and apple juice are two of the best sources of the mineral boron. And boron has been found that it promotes bone health. And now that is a mouthful, so that's that's yeah. that's hard to <laughs> hard to keep at the front of your mind, but that's good. That's why I read it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, good. Well, thank you for sharing that with us and and about the consumers of apples. We're going to take another quick break, and then we'll we'll okay. come back with even more. All right. Okay, sounds great. Carhartt is legendary for getting you geared up for anything. So getting geared up for the winter is easy at DMB Supply with Carhartt Full Swing, tough and water repellent. Full Swing Clothing lets you move like you mean it with Carhartt's Rugged Flex technology. It's made for maximum range of motion and maximum protection from the elements. Get ready for anything the day throws your way and get into the full swing of things at your favorite D&B Supply. What's on the grill? That's the ultimate year-round question, and you can make the answer extra special with a wood-fired Traeger grill at DNB Supply. Pure hardwood is the fuel for Traeger's signature flavor. It lets you grill, smoke, baste, roast, braise, or barbecue hot and fast or low and slow with perfect results every time. Versatile, consistent, and convenient. With a Traeger, you just set it and forget it. Master the taste of perfection and pick up your Traeger grill at your favorite DNB Supply. All right. Well, Candy, when you're out and about and you're you're meeting with the public and you're promoting Idaho apples, is there a particular variety that seems to stand out, kind of be the most popular? Well, for many, many years, um, Red Delicious was the most popular red apple mm-hmm. or most popular apple. But just in recent just in recent years, I think last year there was some information that came out that Gala has taken over the news the new spot for the most popular apple. Oh, really? So Gala is yeah. So Gala is one that we usually do because it's an early apple too. So Gala is one that we do a lot of demos with. But but when you're out listening to people right now, um, people say Honeycrisp is their most favorite. And uh-huh. there's it's just a good range of what people like. Myself, I like the Jonagold. And so it's just kind of a, a personal, I think it's a personal preference on who likes what apple. So Sure. Yeah, I can't believe Golden Delicious didn't make your list. See, that's, that's my favorite. It's on it, well. We do grow gold delicious, and it is on our list of apples that we grow in Idaho. So no, I know, but I'm just saying. I you know I think everybody should think like me, so that should be their favorite too. But I guess not. That should be their favorite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like it if everybody felt like we did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about polishing apples. There's an interesting anecdote on your website, and I wanted to ask you about that. Maybe you could tell that story. Where does that come from? Yeah, well, I actually I actually don't have my source, but when I was putting together, I have a little a children's sheet that I use that I take out when we're doing our promotions and different things. And so I just thought that was kind of interesting. And it said the apple polish, it says the custom of apple polishing hails from the little red schoolhouses of yore. Young children whose math skills were less than exemplary sought to win their teacher's favor instead with a gift of a, a bright, shiny apple. So remember, remember the song, An Apple a Day? Well, we I have always heard it as an apple a day keeps the doctor away, but uh-huh. so this song said an apple for the teacher will always do the trick when you don't know your arithmetic. 
<laughs> so anyway, I don't remember who my source was, but it was it was I thought that was kind of interesting and kind of fun. Well, Candy, this has been great. What, what other ways do do you advocate for apples in the state of Idaho and and beyond? Well, right now we have some great programs going on. We how we advocate for Idaho apples is I always hope I'm a great spokesperson. I hope I'm a good face of the industry. But we have um, we have our website and we have our social media. We do an Instagram page, a Facebook page, and a Twitter page. Mm-hmm. And then also right now we have some great promos. We have some radio advertising going on with local radio stations. We have a we have a um, some advertising going on at the football and basketball and will be basketball games too with idahosports.com okay so we've we try to we have we work with kind of a limited budget so we try to make sure we get the name out there as much as we can with the funds that we have available so gotcha and so it's interesting when you're promoting something that is such it's such a part of just the american vernacular and apple are you just reminding people like are, are people watching a basketball game and they go you know what that's right i should eat more apples i mean is that is that what we're doing that's our goal. That's what we want it. You know, and it's and it's really important because there's such a disconnect with kids and where their food comes from. You know, we just try to, you know, encourage like the next generation to to eat healthy and eat apples and kinda kind of bridge that gap to know where their where their food comes from. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's some education there going on with the kids as well and saying, Hey, look, don't forget about this. I mean it's it's candy. It's nature's candy, no question. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you say you had a radio program going on? We just have a radio, sh- a radio, ad- just radio advertising, not a radio okay. program. We have a radio advertising, you know, we've had, um, and we appreciate your op- the opportunity to be on your radio show. So we, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to profile Idaho agriculture and, you know, I, I'm always talking about cattle and I'm always talking about, you know, uh, crops like alfalfa and things like that. This is a great opportunity to, to delve into a crop that, you know, I don't know as much about. So, yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah. On social media, like when you're using Facebook and things like that, what do you hear from people when you when you put posts out? Are they what are they saying to you about Idaho apples or apples in general? They like Idaho apples. They you know, if sometimes they don't we don't get comments, so we just get likes, you know, how you saw how social media works. We get, you know, a like button and so so it, it reaches quite a few people, so it's a good way to get the information out to people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's fun to interact with folks and to find out, you know, a lot of times you do what you do and, and you're you're working and you're you're hoping you're having an impact. But then when you get in touch with people that way, you get to find out that you actually are. So it's, it's kind of rewarding in that sense. Yes. All right, Candy. Well, let's take our final commercial break. And when we come back, I, I got a few more questions for you and then we'll wrap it up. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat. Available at DMB Supply. Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians. Turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop by your favorite DMB Supply. Anyone who spends time around horses will tell you, no two are alike. Neutrina understands that horses often have unique nutritional needs as well. That's why D&B Supply carries Neutrina's line of Safe Choice horse feeds. With controlled starch levels, each product in the Safe Choice line is tailored to a specific life stage or special need, so your horses get the precise nutrition they require when they need it most. Neutrina Safe Choice horse feeds, available at your favorite D&B Supply. All right, Candy, well, now that we're back, I wanted to ask you about harvest. So when does apple harvest actually begin in Idaho? Harvest in Idaho begins in August. 
Well, I know it's spread out over a couple months. So that was going to be my question. Mm-hmm. How long does it? How long does it go on for? It usually goes into October, from August through October. Okay, so it, it goes for a couple months, and again, that's based on the yeah. variety that's going to be harvested. Right, and the amount of apples we have. I mean, it takes time to get everything off the tree, but yeah, it goes by variety. They start with, they start with gala, and I think they end with Fuji. So it's during that time frame that the rest of them come off. Okay, very good. And then and once they're picked, where do the apples go? After the apples are picked, they're taken to the they're taken to the, the um, shed where they're going to be packed, and then they're packed and stored and to get ready to be shipped out to consumers, buyers. Okay, very good. So. The United States. And are they stored, like, are they stored in, uh, in refrigerated or something like that? How does that part of it work? Yeah, they have to be kept at a certain temperature. They have to be stored at a certain temperature. Now, I was reading something on the website. It was talking about the thinning of the bloom. Can you tell me what that is and, and how that works? Yeah, the thinning of the bloom is to make sure that the, the apple crop is consistent in size and volume each year. Along with other thinning techniques, thinning by hand is usually done six to eight weeks after the trees have bloomed. And to sustain the integrity of the tree blossom, thinning is conducted each year. And that's another important step that our farmers use for sustainability. So this is something that that keeps the industry healthy throughout the state with all the different growers? Yes. It's something, yes. You know, as you were answering that question, it made me think of, obviously, we we live up here and we we live in, in a cold uh, climactic zone, I guess, is how you'd put it. So we are susceptible to late frosts and late freezes. Is that something that uh, I would think that would be something that could be detrimental to the apple crop in certain years? Yeah, it's it's always a concern if they're not able to get the, the apples off before the before the frost set in, but that's always their goal is to have the apples off the trees before they, we get those hard freezes. So. Yeah, and, and another thing I would think on the other end, in the spring when the blooms are coming out, that would be a concern too, but I, I don't know. That might be a question that I need to to get a grower on the on the line to ask, but it's just something that occurred to me as you were speaking about that. Yeah, well, you, you could definitely get a more... Um, scientific question answer from from a grower but yes they that is a concern as well that they have to watch the bloom in the spring to make sure that, that they don't freeze absolutely now if folks want to drive around and they want to see the the beautiful blooms in apple orchards what what would you say when should they start looking for that at what point in the spring um well each well early spring each crop you know blooms at a different time cherries mm-hmm. i think are the, the what i work with cherries are the first are the first ones to um bloom and that would be early spring is when they would they could drive around to see the beautiful bloom of the trees yeah and then when it comes to pruning apple trees and things like that when are our growers doing that is that primarily something going on in the winter yeah when the apples go dormant in the winter apple growers use this time to prune trees for the next season so they they prune them in the winter after they've gone dormant Got it. Okay. So they're dormant, they're not growing, and they can they can take care of kind of that housekeeping in the orchards during that time. Yeah. Yeah. And they're printing along with orchard maintenance and care are an important and necessary practice to maintain fruit quality and production over the lifetime of the orchard. Well, Candy, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about this with us today. Uh, if people want more information, they want to see those recipes, or maybe they even want to reach out, where should they go for more information? They can find all of our information on, on the Idaho Apple Commission website, which is www.idahoapples.com. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Okay, Thank you, Matt. Thank you all for joining us today, and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle however you define it. For the D&B Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.